Jesus gave his disciples delegated authority. He said, go in my name, cast out devils, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, you know, and do these things. And so when Jesus ascended on high, he delegated his authority to us to preach the gospel, to cast out devils, to heal the sick, to do these things, to engage the enemy. See, Jesus said, occupy till I come. So although he has spoiled principalities and powers, uh, we are here to ex- to uh, enforce his kingdom rule. Uh, if the devil were already, he's defeated, but if, the, if, if Jesus already did everything he was going to do about the devil, and he did, he's still roaming about the earth like a roaring lion, which he is. And so we have to take authority over him. And it's just a matter of understanding we have authority in his name. This is the Charisma Connection. I'm Steve Green on the Charisma Podcast Network. I'm so excited to introduce you to a guest, but one of the family. She's a guest of ours always, but she's also the senior editor of Charisma Magazine, and we're so happy to have Jennifer LeClaire here with us in the studio. Jennifer, welcome. Thank you, Dr. Steve Green. You're my hero. Love what you're doing here. Your leadership at Charisma has been a blessing to my life. Thanks. You read really well. I'm impressed. How well you read that note that I had in front of you. Now, Jennifer, you've just finished another book. I don't know. How many is this for you? I think it's number 18. 18. I lost count. <laughs> I don't think she's bragging now. That's just like, okay. I got no, the Ryan Lestrange spirit on me. so You have a sweet spirit, and uh, we love you. So this great book is called Waging Prophetic Warfare, Effective Prayer Strategies to Defeat the Enemy. What, what moved in you to have you start this book? You know, it really the genesis of the book was on a prayer call. And the prayer call we were praying out prophecies over the state of Florida. So many men of God, women of God have spoken prophetic words over Florida about revival, about what God wants to do. And so we took a, a, a page from 1 Timothy 18, 118, uh, about how Paul told his spiritual son Timothy to wage a good warfare with the prophetic words that have been spoken over his life. So in other words, you take those prophetic words and you begin to decree them. You begin to declare them. You begin to ask the Lord to bring them to pass. You begin to dispatch the angels that hearken to the voice of God's word. And it scriptural. Paul told Timothy, wage a good warfare with the prophetic words spoken over your life. And so I wrote an article about that, and it was so popular. I began to press in, what are some other prophetic strategies in warfare? You know, prophecy is wonderful. Warfare, you got these two different camps, prophecy and warfare. What happens when you merge them together and begin to wage prophetic warfare? And there's the book. There's the book. So tell me, you mentioned the prayer call. I think many of our listeners would like to know about that prayer call. Is it open to the public or is it a private prayer call? It is. The Florida prayer call is on Thursday nights at 7 p.m. I stepped down from leadership on that due to my other responsibilities. But Linda Milligan from the Key David House of Prayer is running that call. You can email me and find that or just uh, Google it. Okay. But it is open to anyone who would like to be on it. It's open to anyone. What's it going to do for our listener? Well, you know, you're going to learn a new way to pray. What I've discerned and discovered in these prayer calls is many very seasoned intercessors don't really understand how to pray out a prophetic word. They just want to enter into intercession, and that's great. But when you pray out a prophetic word, let's say the Lord says you're going to be a missionary to China and you're going to impact that nation and you're going to have a slew of spiritual sons and daughters, you'll begin to thank God that you're, you've called me as a missionary. I embrace that call, God. I thank you that you're raising me up for such a time. It's, Lord, give me the skills. Give me the spiritual insights. Give me the the favor. Open the doors to China. So you begin to pray into that word, basically taking that word like a sword. If it's a true prophetic word, 
If it's not a good word, you don't want to wage war with it. You don't want to receive it because the word that you don't judge, the prophecy that you don't judge is the prophecy that could ruin your life or derail your life. So is this 7 a.m. or p.m.? This is 7 p.m. on Thursday nights. Okay. I thought you had a morning prayer call. I do. It's at 6 a.m. Monday through Friday. It's the mornings with the Holy Spirit prayer call, and we're seeing lives transformed. I'm getting into a real prophetic flow. I've been prophesying on this call almost every day, and I don't know what's going on, but the Lord is speaking to his people, and people are getting delivered. They're getting healed. They're getting saved. Uh, they're getting encouraged. And so that's every morning at six. Well, you have a powerful prophetic voice uh, in the kingdom, and I believe people would, would benefit a lot by listening to your prayer call. And again, uh, tell us about your website. Where can we find you? It's jenniferleclair.org, or those of you watching on Facebook, it's facebook.com slash heart of the prophetic. Wow. How many people do you have on the call? Just about 300,000 on the Facebook page. On the call, about 150 every morning. That's great. Yeah. Well, let's get into your book. I'm excited about it. I, I know that there's a way to engage in spiritual warfare. And, and as with all warfare, there's probably tools and methodology and how-tos. So how do you begin to think about engaging in this kind of war? Well, my first step is to discern what's actually happening. You know, you can't just, Paul said, I don't beat the air. So we don't want to stir up devils. You know, if you think it's a, a, a spirit of fear attacking you, I'm just using broad terms everyone can understand, but it's really a spirit of rejection, well, then you're not going to be waging effective warfare by going after fear. You've got to go after the devil that's coming after you. If you, you know, go against the wrong devil, you're basically waking up a sleeping giant. You're picking, a, you're poking a bear. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't want to start a fight with a devil that's not on, you know, they don't have me on their radar screen. I want to be very precise and effective and you do that through discernment. So you ask the Holy Spirit, I pray all the time, Lord, give me wisdom, give me a discerning heart, cultivate a more prophetic spirit inside of me so I can see things the way you do and know what's happening. Do you think that the Christians that listen to this show, that are listening to you right now, follow you on Facebook, do you think that they're qualified to engage in spiritual work? Do they know how to take authority like you do? Many don't. I'm, I'm surprised many times by the emails that I get where the body of Christ is not being taught simple warfare strategy. See, we have to know, first of all, who we are in Christ. Mm-hmm. We have to know our God. We have to know our enemy and we have to know ourselves. And so give a quick lesson yeah. to our listeners on taking authority in the mm-hmm. spirit. Do that for us. Well, Jesus gave his disciples delegated authority. He said, go in my name, cast out devils, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, you know, do these things. And so when Jesus ascended on high, he delegated his authority to us to preach the gospel, to cast out devils, to heal the sick, to do these things, to engage the enemy. See, Jesus said, occupy till I come. So although he has spoiled principalities and powers, uh, we are here to ex- to uh, enforce his kingdom rule. Uh, if the devil were already, he's defeated, but if, the, if, if Jesus already did everything he was going to do about the devil and he did, he's still roaming about the earth like a roaring lion, which he is. And so we have to take authority over him. And it's just a matter of understanding we have authority in his name. Well, when I pick a book up like this, I don't know I need it. You know, <laughs> if, if the average person was to go into a bookstore, and I hope they do, or they see this on Amazon or on your website, they look at waging prophetic warfare. I'm wondering, what would you say to them if you were standing next to them and say, you need to read this book? I just see so many Christians walking around in defeat. Mm. 
I see so many Christians binding the same three devils that they've been taught to bind by their, you know, wonderful pastor. I just see so many Christians just, they're not overcoming, and it's because they don't have the right strategy. You know, they say the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting it to get different results. I see that in marketing a lot, man, but, but go ahead. It is. So, so if you're doing the same old thing in spiritual warfare and you're not seeing victory, you might want to try something different. There are many different strategies, many different tactics, but I... Give us a couple. Okay, well... Give us a range. One of them, I believe, just simply praying in the Spirit. You know, okay. I, I think if you have a lifestyle where you're praying in the Spirit, the Holy Spirit is praying with you, the Holy Spirit is praying through you, and you're probably pushing back darkness that you don't even discern. You know, I believe that pleading the blood of Jesus is a, a spiritual warfare strategy. I believe that repentance is a spiritual warfare strategy. Because if you're living a clean life, the devil doesn't have anything to, to hook in you. That doesn't mean he can't attack. But certainly if you're opening the door wide, you're making it easy. So repentance is, is a spiritual warfare strategy. Well, there are people that say that I'm not doing anything for the church or for the kingdom. I'm just little old me. I'm not stirring up uh, the mulberry trees. I don't hear any rustles. So I'm not being attacked. Oh, gosh, I think that people are being attacked more than they know. You know, when confusion hits your mind, when you feel like giving up, uh, when you're experiencing fear, you know, sometimes it's emotional, sometimes it's your flesh, but many times it's a devil. And I think that we don't need to be so quick to blame everything on the devil. But by the same token, we need to not be ignorant to the devil's devices. And so weariness is a big one. Amen. I I understand that one very well. Mm -hmm. Tell us about strategies in the home of the, the warfare that goes on in the home. I know that the enemy wants to break up every single marriage yes. that's, that's alive and well right now. What, what's the proper strategy in the home for a family to, to, to take on? Well, one thing is having, you know, restoring the family altar. You know, they talked about that back in the Voice of Healing, you know, decades ago. We had family altars in the home. We worshiped together. We prayed together. We had Bible study together. In my home, I'm not home now. I'm here. When I travel, no matter where I am, I have worship music playing in my home all the time. So when I come home, it's like a demon-free zone because the devil doesn't want to hear all that worship. So having that, you know, praying, making sure that you're not letting the enemy in through media. You know, what you watch on TV matters. What you listen to on the radio matters. Uh, but beyond that, honoring one another. Really, I feel like if we'll just mm-hmm. honor one another, you know, we shut the door on strife. The Bible says where there's strife, there's confusion and every evil works. So we need to be careful not to walk in strife. It kills the anointing. I have a no, no strife tolerance in my life. What about at work? Oh, How do you keep strife out of the office? Ah, you know, it's it's hard because there, there can be competition in the office. There can be that juggling and jockeying for position. People make mistakes. They want to throw each other under the bus. I, really? I, I don't like that. You know, I just feel like if we would all, again, honor one another, take responsibility, be quick to repent, quick to listen, you know, slow to speak, slow to anger. The Bible tells us what to do. But really, you know, strife, it just, it really does kill the anointing. It kills the unity. If we'll just press in and realize we're all different, we all have different gifts, respect one another, it would go a long way. So specific strategies, going back to your book, what do you think are the two or three takeaways that people will find most powerful for them? And and it's going to be different for everyone Mm -hmm. because we're all in different places of attack and of our own power in the Lord. So what do you think that that people can expect to take away that will give them the most help? I believe in this hour we need to shift from a priest position 
in warfare to a king's position. See, the Bible says we're kings and priests. Okay. So, you know, but if you're warring from a place of your priesthood, well, the priests didn't go to war. It was the kings that went to war. And so we need to take our authority as kings in Christ. We need to take our authority. And many times, what do kings do? They decree. Mm. They declare. They proclaim. And so we need to, to understand that God watches over his word to perform it. And I believe many times, instead of praying and praying, and pra- praying's good. But if you're not seeing the answer, sometimes because we pray mealy mouth prayers and we, oh God, and we're, you know, we're just really complaining and we call it praying. Mm-hmm. But if we will decree the word of God, there's power in the decree coming from that position of authority in Christ as kings. Do you open your Bible and read the word out loud when you're in warfare? I do. Uh, I have certain scriptures at this point. I'm sure that as you do as well, they're just in me. It yeah. just comes out of me. I Share to, a couple. Oh, I'm more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. Greater is he that is in me than is in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are two of my favorites. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Amen. That's the truth. So in general, it's our own, atta- it's our own picking up of weapons, mm-hmm. using what we've already been given. We don't need to go down to the local Walmart and buy anything <laughs> else. We've got all we need to be able to attack these spiritual attacks, to be able to fight them off. And obviously your friend Ryan Strange has written a great book on that topic. How do you see the blend between this book and his book? Well, he's in his book a lot talking about the mind war. And in my book, we're talking about the prophetic armor. And they really mm. go together. You can go to propheticarmor.com and download a free sample of, of the book. Say but that it, again for those of us who are going kind of fast here. Yeah, propheticarmor.com. Okay. And essentially, you know, it's looking at the whole armor of God. But with a prophetic perspective, we have to understand that, you know, we're not actually putting on real armor. It's prophetic armor. And we have to get geared up to go into battle. And you'll hear me say over and over, anything that I teach on warfare, we must be led by the Holy Spirit into the battle. God always leads us into triumph in Christ Jesus. So we're overcomers. We're more than conquerors. That says there is a war. But if we don't have the right strategy, then we might not actually win. So what about the average Christian that's listening that doesn't really understand the prophetic, how would you explain to them to move in the prophetic, to have that prophetic weapon with them as they see what it is the Lord's showing them in victory? Mm -hmm. Well, you have to understand that if you're born again, you've got the Holy Spirit, and He is the Spirit of prophecy. And so when we get in the midst of warfare, sometimes it's hard to hear for ourselves. We've got to still our soul. You know, somebody's not going to like this, but sometimes you've got to sit in a quiet room for a couple hours or just sit in worship and just get all the, you know, the yuck out of your mm-hmm. brain, all the stuff. The, the enemy likes to use our, our, our soul as a garbage dump. So sometimes we need to just take the garbage out, sit in the presence of the Lord, wait upon the Lord. He'll renew our strengths. We'll mount up with wings as eagles. The eagle is a sign of the prophetic. So when we mount up with wings like eagles, we're getting a prophetic perspective. We're getting God's perspective. And I believe if we can get God's perspective on a thing, you know, God's not up there biting his nails saying, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do now. This is a mess. He knows. He sees the victory. He sees the end from the beginning. So when we get his perspective, we get calm, we get peace, we get joy in the kingdom. Most recently, uh, I don't know if it's your last book. It's It's a recent book on the next great move of God. Mm -hmm. And that book was amazing. I read it and loved it. What are you seeing? Give us an update uh, in the prophetic even. Uh, What's God doing? What's changed since you wrote the book? Well, we're seeing actual 
revivals breaking out. We saw the revival in West Virginia. Kentucky is a hotbed for revival. So things have heated up since I wrote the book. You know, I, it has nothing to do with the book other than maybe it encouraged a few people. But it, the book almost needs an update because we're actually seeing more people. And I'm talking cross-denominational, you know, people. I'm not just talking about the charismatic camp that likes to roll around in the Holy Ghost. I'm talking about the Methodist. We're seeing, we saw a Methodist woman come to our New Breed Revival meeting with Ryan, and she got just rocked by the Holy Spirit. She's down on the on the ground. She had a bulging disc. Bro, she had surgery. She's gonna have surgery on her back. She got up totally healed. Now she's taking that fire back to the Methodist, which has a history of revival. And so the Lord is just touching denominations with the power of God. So, if I understand it right, the next great move of God is going to involve waging prophetic warfare. I believe that's the entryway. I believe the prophetic is key to the next great move of God. We need the prophets and the prophetic people saying, this is what the way the Lord is saying to go. This is what he's saying to do. This is this is what he's doing in our midst. Let's cooperate with the Lord. And we need the spiritual warriors who will say, I see this attack coming. I see this is what, the, and be willing to engage in the battle. The Lord gave me a word recently to oil the shields. It's out of Isaiah. Anoint your shields. And he told me specifically that in this next season, the watchmen and the warriors were going to link arms and begin to appreciate each other at a whole new level. The watchmen are sounding the alarm. They can also be warriors, but the warriors are the ones that are running to the battle line. Mm -hmm. That's so good. So generally speaking, just before we wrap up this podcast, and what a pleasure it is to listen to you and to sit under your anointing, but if you'll speak into, uh, you travel a lot, you're speaking every weekend, it seems, and every Sunday, many weeks, you're working in the Orlando IHOP, what do you call it? Uh, Awakening House of Prayer. Awakening House of Prayer, sorry. Uh, in all that you're doing, what's on your, what's in your spirit today? As you speak to this, this audience that's listening, and there'll be several thousand people that'll hear this podcast, what do you, what's in your spirit to say to them? Honor's a real big thing on my heart. And, and establishing family. You mm -hmm. know, in this hour, and then the hours ahead, we're going to need each other. You know, mm -hmm. we talk about revival. Revival is family, you know, just coming together, those of like precious faith. What I see, you know, you, you we're here with us with Ryan. I mean, we, we've become family. My family is his family. And we, we go, we travel together, and we see, you know, these people that follow us coming together, and they're running together as family. And so the Lord is really knitting together people, their hearts mm -hmm. together in love. And I think that's vital to the next great move of God, that I unity. That. I yeah. feel that we're unified here at Charisma yes. Media. Yes. That more so than ever, and I think as we go day by day, we get closer. We yes. become more family-like. And that word honor is very key, that uh, when we lose honor, when we begin to not honor one another, we begin to see it fall apart. We begin to see yeah. things uh, dissolve. Because I believe the hand of God, the favor lifts without honor. It does. And by contrast, where there's unity, the Lord commands a blessing. Mm -hmm. And the anointing flows. And so I'm after the honor. I'm after the family. I'm after true, authentic relationships. And I think that sets the stage for the glory of God. Tell us again about your website and where we can get this free ebook. JenniferLeClaire.org is my website. Lots of articles on there. You can find uh, uh, the podcast, Walking the Spirit podcast. I tease that on there, the prayer calls, all there. The URL for the free ebook is Prophetic armor.com. You can go there now, sign up, get your free ebook. You're going to get equipped in that ebook to really understand your armor, how to put it on, misconceptions. It's going to bless you and it's going to set the stage for more effective spiritual warfare. And what's coming up in the next Charisma magazine that you edited? Oh my goodness. We have 
the uh, October issue coming out, and that is um, Trump. Oh, how could I forget? I was, thinking, I was thinking of Jim Baker, who no, is the next one. Too. Jim Baker and then the, the Lewis family, who have a yes. tragic story, but they have such triumph and hope and inspiration for December. Tell us about that Trump issue. It's about to come out. What did you think of it? You wrote it. Yeah. You wrote a good part of it. What do you think? You know, I believe that Trump is the man for the job. You know, he is, uh, I didn't start off supporting him. You know, I, I, I didn't see it. Did. Not many did. But, you know, he's a refreshing voice. What, I, what I'm most impressed with about Trump is the fact that, you know, he might not have, uh, the, you know, the, the charisma that maybe Obama did. Everyone talked about Obama having the charisma. He's more blunt and brash. But he has learned to have good counselors around him. And he <laughs> gives ear to counsel. And he's got gained wisdom through that. He's built his empire in part by having wise counselors. So he's listening to the mm-hmm. evangelicals. Well, I've always felt like he's going to hire well. And that's one of the reasons I'm so in support of him, because he's going to surround himself with great people. He is. Jennifer, any last words for our audience? I know they've come in to hear you today. Do you have a word for anyone that's listening? Is the Spirit of God moving on you in any way prophetically for anyone listening? I just really believe that we are, some of some of the listeners out there have been in a uh, disruption, a season of disruption, and the Lord wants to bring an eruption of His glory. So the Lord is just saying to you, hold on. If you're in that season of disruption, that season of chaos, the Lord is just uh, shaking some things up. You might have thought it was the devil. The devil might have got his hand in there a little bit, but really, the Lord is allowing a disruption to bring a eruption of His glory and a new divine order that's going to bring abundant harvest into your life. In Jesus' name, Amen. I hope whoever that's for, and there's probably a multitude of you that God spoke that great word to. I hope that you receive that, that you hold on to it, and that you move according to how the Lord leads you. You've been listening to the Charisma Connection. We've been honored to have Jennifer LeClaire, the Jennifer LeClaire with us, Waging Prophetic Warfare is her new book. You've got to get it. It's going to bless you, and I think will help you grow and mature in your Christian walk. You've been listening to Charisma Connection with my friend and the editor of Charisma Magazine, Jennifer LeClaire. You know her, you love her. Waging Prophetic Warfare. This is Steve Green on the Charisma Podcast Network. Thank you so much for listening, and God bless you. Are you or someone you love struggling with issues of sexuality? Have you ever struggled with how to respond to a loved one who's struggling with porn or who says they're gay? Do you desire to respond in love, compassion, and truth? If so, join us at the Amazing Love Event on September 24th for an exciting day of worship, hope, and testimony from over 100 individuals from all walks of life who have been transformed by Jesus. You'll also have an opportunity to connect with churches and ministries actively ministering Christ's love and healing in the area of sexual issues. The Amazing Love Event, September 24th at the Ethiopian Evangelical Church of Atlanta in Stone Mountain. Visit AmazingLoveEvent.com to register today. Seating is limited, so register early. This has been a production of the Charisma Podcast Network. Steve and Joyce Strang are the founders and owners of CPN. Dr. Steve Green is the executive producer of the Charisma Podcast Network. We intend to honor God with every podcast and remain thankful to our advertisers and supporters who make these podcasts possible. 